Good morning, and we welcome back to the program the superintendent of the Sunman Dearborn Community School Corporation, Dr. Andrew Jackson. Good morning to you, Dr. Jackson. Good morning, Tom. It's great to be with you this morning. Well, great to have you, sir. And, of course, the uh, Sunman Dearborn School Board meeting uh, last Thursday evening, and I um, understand that the uh, the board uh, did deal with uh, some uh, um, 11th hour uh, hires as far as uh, personnel is concerned. Yes. Uh, our school year started on Monday, August 7th, with teachers, and Wednesday, August 9th, uh, with students. And so we typically have a few uh, hires that we have to make at the very end. We had several this year. So we finished up um, our teaching hirings, um, and we also had some support staff as well. So we are pretty much fully staffed for this school year, certainly on the most critical ones. We are still looking for a custodian and some other support staff, like an after-school latchkey supervisor, things like that, that we're working through. But for the most part, we're fully staffed. We have all of our teachers in place. And the board uh, made the final hiring at the board meeting on August 10th. Uh, We actually start uh, school slightly before then. So they do authorize me for essential employees to start before the official hiring in in cases like this. So a few of them had already actually started, and the board then officially hired them at the board meeting. So we're excited to be fully staffed uh, for our teaching positions for the upcoming 23-24 school year. And then also the board approved uh, some overnight field trips. Yes, we have the FCCLA. We have a very active FCCLA uh, chapter, which we'll talk a little bit more about here later. But, yeah, they're, they're uh, going on a few overnight field trips and also have the volleyball team doing a Friday-Saturday tournament, so they, they were approved for that as well. And uh, speaking of FCCLA, you had a, a national officer uh, from East Central uh, do a presentation to the board on uh, Thursday night. Yes, uh, Brenda Osman is our uh, sponsor for FCCLA, one of three in, uh, in, in East Central High School, and she is very active at the state and actually the national level as well. She just got voted for as the vice chairman of the national FCCLA board of directors and will then move into the chairman position. And she has done an excellent job of getting our students state officer positions, getting them ready to be selected for state officer, and then now even national officer. I think this is the fourth national officer we've had in the last five or six years. So Mackenzie Kelly, she goes by Mac, uh, was uh, approved and selected as the first vice president for the national organization. She went out to their national convention. I believe it was in Denver and went through a pretty rigorous uh, selection process where she had to submit a resume, fill out an application, give a three-minute speech uh, in front of a full audience. I actually helped, I shouldn't say helped, I I listened to her speech over the summer and provided some feedback. She didn't need any help from me. She was outstanding. So so she presented that to the board, kind of told about her journey and the impact SDCLA has made on her life and her high school career and then the impact she hopes to give back to our community, our school, and, and the organization moving forward. So she did a short presentation, and, and the board listened to her speech that she gave. Uh, had it videotaped at the national convention, and did an, a, an outstanding job. She's, she represents our school and SCLA very well. And also, the board uh, had some information regarding the uh, 2024 budget. Yes, we do a preliminary presentation in August, uh, so we showed that what the 2024 budget will look like. We we focus on four funds mostly, and it's the uh, education fund, which is the largest fund that we use to pay most of our bills. That's that's mostly staffing costs and benefits, salary and benefits. 
and then the operation of funds, which pays for the light bill, the small projects that we do, transportation costs, things like that. And then there's two additional funds, which is our, our debt fund. One's called pension debt. The other one's debt service. So we looked at those four funds. Overall, the amount's going up about 3 or 4% in, compared to 23 to 24. So even though we have school years and fiscal years of July 1 to June 30 and school years of August to May, uh, Indiana still runs on a uh, budget year. Schools run on a January to December budget year. So it's a little bit different, and it, I know it can be confusing to folks. So we're doing the preliminary work for the January 1 to December 31 of 2024 budget. So we presented that. Our tax rate, you know, we've worked really hard to stabilize our tax rate. Even with the various building projects, we've been able to maintain a level tax rate. It used to fluctuate quite a bit here, and we've tried to stay between the 115 and 120, $1.15, $1.20 tax rate. It actually dropped a little bit last year, and so next year it will, it'll be back up to around, it's, we anticipate it'll be $1.16 will be our tax rate, which we try to kind of keep it at that level, uh, and we've done that for the last four or five years. So that was presented to the uh, board. It didn't take any board action yet. We actually have our official hearing at the September meeting where people from the public who are there can get up and, and express concerns or ask questions. And then they adopt the budget at the October board meeting. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. And we'll continue our conversation with Sunman Dearborn School Superintendent, Dr. Andrew Jackson, right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Sunman Dearborn School Superintendent, Dr. Andrew Jackson. And uh, Dr. Jackson, uh, of course, the uh, you've got the uh, phase one of the building project. And also, I understand that uh, looking at uh, a phase two and uh, you were dealing with an updated uh, timeline uh, for uh, phase two of the building project. Yes. Yeah, so during the meeting, um, the August board meeting, uh, Dusty Burris, our director of support services, and he's kind of been the point man on the uh, built current building project, and it's it's wrapping up. It's been a long project, as as the listeners will remember. We actually broke ground on the beginning of that project in April and May of 2020, with some of the roofs we had to replace. At, at that time, we were, the buildings were actually shut down, so there was nobody in the school, so it was a good time to work on the roofs. So that, in terms of that, it, it worked out. Um, for that to kind of get a head start. So we kind of started early, so it's been almost three and a half years now that we've been working on this building project. We have met substantial completion on it, and we are now here working with Maxwell on the various closeout punch list items that are typical of a large building project. So we should have those wrapped up you know, by September, October. And so now we are beginning already the phase two of the project, which is very heavy mechanical, which we've talked about before. So we reviewed that timeline with the board. We had to change a couple dates. So we'll actually have a couple hearings in November for the next building project. So we'll, the, the board will consider costs in September, October, and make decisions on what to include in the building project. We know that it's going to be heavy mechanical, so we know all the rooftop units of the high school are going to be end of life in 2025, and we need to have a plan to replace those. At that point, they will be uh, 19 to 20 years old, 
And then also there's some boilers at some elementary that will be included in that as well. So that will be the most of the project. And then maybe a few other items that we kind of missed with this project or we had on the list but decided not to do. So that will be what this phase of the project is. Uh, they will uh, – we were supposed to actually wait another year to begin this, but the, the issue is mechanical lead time is so far out that in order to replace these in the summer of 25 and 26, we actually have to be ready to order them in the summer of 24 because some of those items are 12 months out. So that's why we've kind of bumped it up. We were supposed to have a little bit of a break. So they're kind of overlapping. Uh, we financed this first one in a way so we could lay this other one on top so that tax rates will not increase. So we'll, we'll go through the hearings and provide that information. Um, and then the tax rate will stay level. Like I said before, we try to keep it between the dollar fifteen and dollar twenty, and, and that will continue uh, through this next phase of the building project. So we were ready for a little bit of a break, but you know it didn't work out. So we're going to continue continue the work, and it will be different for the first year. It's a lot of planning and design, and and you know um, drawings and meetings and things like that, and the actual construction won't begin until the summer of 25. So we do have a couple years here of no construction, uh, but we'll, we start the preliminary work right away. In uh, fairly much in the uh, same vein, you had the uh, review of the uh, financial report for uh, July. Yeah, one of our strategic plan goals is to maintain a healthy cash balance, uh, specifically the combined cash balance of our education, rainy day and operations will each year will end between 30 and 35 percent of our expenditures. Uh, so they track that. We give them a projection every month to see where we are compared to our expected budget. Uh, we are seeing some cost increase because of inflation, like everyone else um, is seeing. Uh, you know, we control the cost of salary and benefits because we know what those are. Uh, what we don't control are supplies, utilities, uh, repairs, like if we have something go down, have to repair that we have seen a significant increase in those. So we're seeing a little bit of effect on that, on our projection. Um, you know, when you think about that cost, believe it or not, those repair costs and supplies is a small portion of the overall budget. You know, the overall budget is 85% salary and benefits that we, we actually control those costs. We know what those are going to be. So the inflation only hits a small piece of our budget, but it still has an effect on it. So right now we're tracking just below that 30% cash balance that we want to be at. Uh, historically, we've been closer to about 31, 32. Um, so we're tracking around 29.7% cash balance at the end of this year. Um, you know, and it's, it, the board has to make a decision, you know, with our strategic plan, is that going to be acceptable or do we want to look at other places to potentially cut some things to keep that cash balance? At, a, at that level, I think the board will likely allow it to dip for a couple of years and then recover, which our forecast shows it will recover uh, back into that 30, 35 percent. And then uh, another item that the uh, board uh, acted on, uh, Dr. Jackson, was the, the adoption of a board policy. And this is in relation to uh, teacher appreciation grants. Yes. For the past several years, the state legislator has passed um, what's called a teacher appreciation grant and has provided funds for schools. So the funds get sent to the school based on our student count and then it's divided amongst the teachers who were here last year and they, who were rated effective or highly effective. The state requires that we adopt that but that policy each year and that at, at a minimum there needs to be a 25% 
difference between the amount you give a highly effective rated teacher and effective rated teacher. So we haven't changed that policy for several years. We've been doing that ever since the state required it. They do require that we readopt that policy every year. So we've done that. Uh, we typically uh, end up giving about 625 for highly effective teachers and 500 for effective rated teachers. Again, that's from the state legislator. They appropriate that money specifically for this teacher appreciation grant, and it's a separate amount outside of their contract and the collective bargaining agreement and their salary schedule and all that. It's a separate amount that they give us uh, for the state legislators to uh, let the teachers know that they're appreciated by them. So um, we've been doing that for several years, and so we had to readopt that policy. Anything else, uh, Dr. Jackson, before we let you go? I'd just like to remind our uh, listeners that school's back in session and uh, buses are on the road, and just be mindful of that. It's fall in Indiana, so you have the the sun glare that hits us sometimes and beer and all those things and buses and students driving, so just be mindful of that in the morning and and around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, good advice. And as always, uh, Superintendent Dr. Andrew Jackson with the Sunman-Dearborn Schools, we appreciate your time. Stay well. And uh, look forward to uh, calling on you again in the future. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate being on the show.